Welcome in to the Section YY8 podcast. We are coming to you a preview of the huge game this weekend, Akron, the Zips, the Kangaroos coming to town. But um, we are back. I survived Pittsburgh, even though you can probably hear my voice sounds terrible. Part of that is I am battling some kind of a cold or something. Not sure what's going on there, but... Probably China virus. Um, was getting better until I went to Pittsburgh and coughed my head off all weekend. I don't feel bad. I just can't stop coughing. But um, then part of it was I screamed and yelled at the game Saturday. And um, well, I'll tell you in a little bit about why I screamed and yelled <laughs> at a small child. But uh, not one of my finer moments. But uh, anyway... Um, big win for the Vols this past weekend, and um, probably, I guess, an off week coming up, even though they've got a game, nice scrimmage exhibition game coming up this weekend before we get the Gators. But uh, for those that are listening and not watching, let's introduce who all's here. Day-Day Vol is fighting through, fighting through pain to do this pod tonight. Uh, tell us what you got going on. A little bit of toothache. Got to get this cavity filled. You know, fit that hillbilly uh, role that we got established with the Tennessee fan base. At least that yeah. on my teeth. Yeah, just pull it out and just don't worry about it. You'll yeah, fit right in with the rest of all nation. That is very true. Because apparently we're just a bunch of hillbilly rednecks. So <laughs> then we got Big Montana here supporting the Hornets tonight, it looks like. That's right, baby. The Green Hornets. Big win Boys last in the way out. <laughs> That is true. Big win last Friday at Walker Valley. Unexpected yeah. win. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, the 9U football team beat Hardin Valley out there in West Knoxville, the land of Pellegrino water. Took home a, took home a W, so that was good. Yeah. Um, we drink Crystal Geyser out here. So. That's right. They got, they got that Pellegrino <laughs> running for the taps out there. Your uh, your pep talk to your son Griffin this past weekend was fantastic. Oh, listen, boys, I, I had to tell him. I was like, "Son, these kids ain't built like you. Like these kids, they give up. You just got to keep hitting them in the mouth. They weren't raised on value time two percent milk. They got that Mayfield delivered to the house. We we get that value time by the gallon. Drink half of it, then fill the rest of it back up with water and make skim milk. You know. Yeah, I bet you know. We had to we had to um, eat cereal with a fork, yeah. Because we had to share. Just use my uh, hands. Share yeah, we had to share. We had to share the milk, milk. With the next person. Hey, listen, I've been there. I told him I was like, you know, we didn't get to pay all of our KUB bill last month because we had to pay football fees. So these kids, they didn't have to worry about it. That's right. They just don't. Them West Knoxville, them West Knoxville kids just don't get it. You couldn't pay me in West Knoxville. I enjoy going out there, going to eat and entertainment and stuff. But like, I drive through there every day. Like, there is there is not there is not an amount of money 
that would make sense for me. Like I wouldn't take a free house in West Knoxville and have to live there. Yeah. I work out in that area, not totally out that far, but uh, I hate the traffic just where I'm at. So yeah, um, anything from really anything from Sequoia Hills to Farragut's just a no go for me. Right. Um. <laughs> so Pittsburgh, Tennessee, we had to go to overtime. We almost gave it away. It looks like we were trying to at some points. What was your all thoughts about the big big win this past weekend in in Schittsburg? Go ahead, I, don't care. I don't care who goes. Somebody go. Um, you know, I I thought the Vols did something. I mean, obviously, they'd be a top 25 team on the road, something we haven't done in a very long time. Um, you know, there were about three plays that really took away a B-plus effort, and I kind of made it a C-plus effort. I could have went without the, the – um, Block punt was one of them. That was just stupid. Um, the muff punt um, was just, you know, trying to catch the ball above your head. Stupid. Um, and then, you know, the fact that we were up seven points in the third quarter for so many drives and we just couldn't um, get up 14 or get up 10, it really – that's – you know, when we face teams like Florida and, you know, Kentucky and uh, Alabama and Georgia, those those are the things that are going to beat you. Not being able to, you know, put up another score when you have to. Uh, that really bothered me. But in all, I feel like the defense stepped up in the second half. Um, and they just demolished the quarterbacks um, Saturday. Um, they were like a second late, like – Ten times. I mean, it, you know, we would have had ten sacks if they were a second faster. That's how crazy it was. But um, all in all, I said, you know, C-plus. But I'm proud of the boys. It's something we haven't done in a long time. And we're 2-0 and o at the end of the season. It doesn't matter. You're 2-0 and o right now. Keep rolling. Yeah. Um, like, like Big Montana said, Day-Day, that was one – that was a game Tennessee – has been losing the past decade plus. Uh, they found a way. They turned the ball over. They made special team gaffes, two big ones. Um, but that's a game, Tennessee. I was sitting there in the stands. Um, I was confident that we were losing that football game, especially after the must punt. But that's a game Tennessee's been losing the past decade, maybe decade and a half, and they found a way to win it Saturday. Yeah. Overall, um, you know, you're not impressed that they had all the mistakes, but it's impressive they were able to not let those mistakes ultimately beat them, where in the past, you know, it's just – it would be a snowball effect where the snowball started rolling and they broke it before it could engulf them, basically. Um, a little bit of luck, that mo or the block punch should have been a touchdown, and they ran into each other. I yeah. mean, it, that's wild, you know. But then you look on the flip side, we couldn't get anything going on offense, but we throw one of the beautifulest balls of the game and it hits Tillman in the face, you know. Yeah. And um, a lot of people were saying, well, the only reason they won is because they knocked out the starting QB. Honestly, I think Tennessee would have been better off if he stayed in because they hit him so many times to that point. If you go back and watch the last – 
six or so minutes of the first half, everything he started throwing was short. And I believe yeah. that was going to lead to more interceptions because he was already mm-hmm. throwing it right to us. And it was like catching us off guard and hitting us in the face or going right through our hands. I mean, we had so many that we could have picked off. And I think we were in his head, and you continue to do that, they make the mistakes. The new guy comes in, yes, he got hurt, but he he just slinging it. You know, he's just throwing up the prayer. Got lucky with that one pass. I mean, it's a great pass. Don't get me wrong. And everybody's like, oh, our DBs are terrible. Yeah, they didn't play the best, but – they guarded that play the best you could. The quarterback put it in the best possible spot. They made the catch. Ultimately, it didn't matter in the end. But overall, like Montana said, it's probably your C-plus game, but you're going on the road against a ranked team. That's not bad. I mean, it's not a bad pit team. They're not right. last year's pit team, but they're not a bad pit team. They're better than half of the SEC. Easy. I, I could say yeah, that they're, confidently. They're very and solid up front on the They're well coached. You went yes. against a coach that knew the offense very well, you know, and you were still you still had opportunities to break the game open. And yeah, I will say this the oh, what's his face? Who's the running back that fumbled? Right. Yes. Okay. Rats running, you know, he fumbles, but they blew that play dead. You can hear yeah, the whistle. That, it was blown was dead, game. and they reviewed it and overturned it. We didn't get that in the Purdue game. It was, oh, they uh, blew it dead. Right. So, technically, there, that shouldn't even been a turnover. It didn't hurt us, but it's just things like that, you know. But you can't you can't turn it over. You can't, like Montana said, you can't do it against Florida. You can't do it against all those. So, get it out of the way now when it truly yeah. isn't a burden to you. Man, that, um, that patty kid for uh, Pitt, you got to give him a lot of credit. I'm looking at his stats here. He was 9 of 20 for 79 yards and one touchdown, which the touchdown came on that um, that last play, I guess, of regulation. I mean, he was just off the back foot and just threw yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it was – He got his rear end lit, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, that you one could, play where his, his, his knee bent the wrong way, and I thought he was out, too. I mean, I think I – think you, text, you text the group and – was like backups out now, and I was like, "That gum! Who are they going to get to throw the dang ball?" Yeah, but the uh, the pit the, fans. The fact, oh, sorry. The fact that that game went into overtime—it never should have happened. Like, mm-hmm. that's the one thing that really makes me mad. We were up seven, all the momentum, had the ball. I think four or five times, couldn't do anything with it. Like, score one more time, that game was over with nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, if you hit a field goal, that game's over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. If Anything, he doesn't, we just if he doesn't muff that punt, they at least run some clock there. Oh, yeah, and yeah. and flip field position back, um, and make Pitt go the distance to try to tie that game, and makes it so much more difficult because they all they were doing was running the football. It was they were not yeah. there was no threat they, deep. Their the run was not effective outside of two runs. I mean, granted, right. you got to stop them. They count the seventy yarder counts because it got him a touchdown. But their second big run, I mean, there was a massive hold on Banks that wasn't called. So, But outside of that, I mean, they were getting two yards a pop, and we're meeting them at the line. Defense did things that was pretty impressive overall. Um, But it was one of those games, it's like, okay, do we really watch the film? I don't know, because some of these freakish things aren't going to happen again. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. The – a Bonaconda kid for uh, Pitt 
had 25 carries, 162 yards. We had a long of 76. So you take that 76 yard run out, and he's got 86 yards. So um, he had the bulk of his yardage, which he still had a good day. Mm -hmm. um, he had a good day overall. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought I never thought I'd under Hopple, especially right now, that the defense would win a game for Tennessee. No, but, and that's what. That's what the uh, Pitt fan next to me, um, I talked to him quite a bit throughout the game. He was a nice guy. And um, he was basically saying, he said, man, I thought this was going to be a shootout. And then when Slovis went out, he said, I thought y'all were just going to score a bunch of points and run away with it. He said, but both these teams have, like, held everybody in check. I mean, yeah. and I think Tennessee did some things, too, on offense that they made it kind of difficult on themselves. Penalties. Um, yeah putting themselves behind the chains quite a bit there in the third quarter. Um, I'm trying to see how many. <laughs> My favorite penalty of the entire game, and this is just what <laughs> – it was funny because the announcers announced it like this. I get it. He was probably – they called defensive holding on us when we pretty much stopped them. And, um, but he said defensive holding on the run. I'm like, how can you hold somebody on yeah. the run? <laughs> it's like you need to describe that a little bit better because it was – he couldn't make the pass. And he right. had to run, but it's just like you can't. What'd you all? What'd you all think? Hold run. What'd you think of Dudley Do Right, whatever his name is, uh, challenging the push out of bounds touchdown pass as a waste of a timeout, and it benefited us. I know, but I was like, I could not believe that he'd done that. I mean, he was sitting yeah. there watching it on the screen. It was obvious he it five times, but he was so pissed after. And he even going into halftime, he said that he ran out of bounds and what pushed out. I'm like, dude, if the guy's hands on him. You're pushed out, like yeah. That that's just the the way it works. But I mean, yeah. He, so that's when I got kind of heated because all the Pittsburgh fans there at I think it's Acrisure Stadium now, not Heinz Field. <clears throat> they were all adamant that that was not a catch, and me being the rules expert here, supposed self-anointed rules expert of football. Yeah, I tried to explain to a couple of them. I was talking kind of loud and saying, "Hey, you can you can be for, forced out and come back in and establish your position and catch the football." Well, they just kept going on and on. So that's when I got really loud and um, said something I probably shouldn't have. And a small child was in front of me, and I got yelled at by a lady. And then later in the game, Patrick got yelled at because the Pitt Nance team was out on the field. And during the timeout, he and I are standing up, and the lady said, can you boys please sit down? I'm trying to watch the dance team. And Patrick <laughs> turned around and said, are you serious, the dance team? And I turned around and I said, lady, I came here to watch football. I didn't come here to watch 20-year-olds dance on the field. And she didn't like it, so, but we sat down, and she also had a cowbell. I thought I was at Mississippi State instead of uh, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. But, no um, – yeah, I don't know why Pittsburgh people thought that was like it's like they didn't. The NFL always the changes the rules, so I never can keep up with them. But it's the same in the NFL, is it not? You I believe so? Yes. If you're same in all out, you, in all I mean levels of football. Yeah, you can't just run out of bounds and then come back in. I mean, no. no. But if his hands touch you and you go out of bounds, you've been forced out. I mean, these right. dudes are running 20-plus miles an hour. I mean, you can see him <laughs> running you down. Bumped, you're not going to be able to keep your 
you straight can line. see you can see him on the replay running a straight line, and then all of a sudden it deviates. Not much, but it deviates when the defender, whoever that was, arm was out, and then he immediately comes right back in because I, I mean that was coming toward us, so you immediately see the hat fly mid while the football's in midair, and I immediately said, "Oh, that's a catch," because he came back mm-hmm. in. And I kept waiting for him. I was like, well, if they throw a flag, then he's going to say he ran out on his own, but he never threw a flag. Yeah, I was going to say, is that even a reviewable play? <clears throat> I, I mean, don't clearly think it is, I, but I didn't think it because that's a judgment think, call. I don't think it is. And I think Matt Austin, I watched the replay or some of it last night um, after I got back, but I don't, I think he said it was not reviewable. He wasn't real sure what they were looking at. And I don't right. know why that was able to be even why that was even able to be reviewed. Yeah. The referee, you know, or whoever it is, umpire, whatever it was, threw his hat because he went out of bounds and he went to the other, other crew and said, hey, he's pushed out. He came back in and caught it. Touched it. So, yeah. Uh, who cares? Um, Vols won. Yeah, Vols won. It was a touchdown. Uh, um, so, things we talked about, Tennessee's got to clean up before the Gators come to town. Seven penalties for 70 yards. Uh, two turnovers, bad special teams play, except for Chase McGrath. He hit the that was a hey, that's impressive in that stadium. Yeah, that people don't going that direction. Very often. Yeah, that direction is where if you watch if you've watched NFL games there, those guys have a ton of issues kicking that direction. Especially yeah, they just winter. made some money. Bye. Yeah, I mean it's an open <laughs> that ends open air. Like we were sitting on the opposite end, and you can look out, and it's kind of like. That ends kind of like Nissan Stadium in Nashville a little bit, but you can see right through. You can see the interstate and everything right out behind it. But, um, of course, the end we were sitting on has a the big old, deck, yeah. upper deck on it. But um, I don't know if you all noticed this on TV, but the attendance was pathetic. And it was it pretty bad. Yeah. It wasn't Tennessee fans. There was a ton of Tennessee fans up there, but um, – I thought there might be more than that, but when we got there, the upper deck was completely empty, and it's kind of filled in, but not really. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah, for a top and, twenty-five matchup, it was it was really poor. Um, and they <laughs> it made it even worse is when we got to the stadium or when we got to the parking lot, we look up and the Goodyear blimps flying around, <laughs> and that you know bringing blimp to a game like that for a half-empty stadium. I think they said attendance was. 58,000. I thought that was pretty generous, to be honest. What's it hold, like 77? It's like upper 60s or low 70s, something like that. I'm trying to see here. Um, attendance, official attendance was 59,785. Maybe that's tickets sold. I don't know. It just sure did not look like there was 59,000. It sure didn't look like there were 60,000 people there, but a ton of all fans there. There was about uh, I guess there was like seven or eight in our section. Um, I posted a picture after the game of me, Thomas, and Patrick, and other guys. We got bonded while we were there because uh, Section 221 did not like any of us. Um, yeah. um so it, it got a little ugly at different points, and not we weren't even doing anything bad. We, you know, uh, Pitt missed the two field goals, and the guy in front of us started running down the bleachers, pointing that way for wide left and then he did it again and some pit fan took exception to it and then the whole section was against us at that point so uh, <laughs> we be- we became brothers in arms i don't know who those guys are don't know their names probably won't ever see them again but we got yeah, our picture yeah. 
section two. Tell him about the podcast. Yeah, need to listen. <laughs> I should have told him about it. Listen to the podcast, and you'll see. At least you got to be. You got to be a marketer. I really wasn't thinking about the podcast at that point. <clears throat> I had a splitting you have to headache. wear a YYA podcast hat. Yes. I had a splitting headache. My throat hurt. I was glad we won, but I, I swear to God, I was sitting there. I'm like Randy Quaid in Major League Two. When we went to overtime, I was for sure that game was pits. I probably text a lot of people and said that. I was like, this game's pit. Um, I just for I was for sure I've seen this story before. Uh, a couple pe- different people text me and said, Nice has seen Tennessee lose in a lot of ways. This may be a new, another new one. <laughs> and uh, I was for sure I was going to see something new. Um, well, I mean, I tweeted they out. They proved me wrong. Right at the be- beginning of the game, I said, we just aren't ready for the moment. You know, I just do that silly stuff. Too many people take it serious because yeah. I know a game is long. Well, there's you others. You don't lose in the first two, ten, whatever minutes, you know, But because I've seen that- us. There's Jump others like that, that said that too. That you know, early on, it's this team just, and you could even say that later in the game. I just thought they didn't look like they know how to win because they were making mistakes that good teams that win those games don't make. I mean, you don't see Alabama and right. Georgia muffing punts when they're up a touchdown with eight minutes to go and a chance to put the game away. They catch that tell you what. or Bama let it go, look, and it didn't look good at all. No, it was – they got that some Texas work to do. Good. They got some work to do on on special teams. But uh, I thought Hendon Hooker, after – he had a slow start. I thought he played well. Um, also a slow start from um, Cedric Tillman. Tillman. A couple drops. But he played really well. Man, I thought the receivers were awesome. Easy. If he would have <laughs> caught that one slant and, of course, caught the one that hit him in the face. But I thought Jalen Wright had a nice game at receiver. Jalen Wright? Oh, sorry, not Jalen Wright. I'm Hyatt. sorry. Um, yeah. Jalen Hyatt. God, wrong, wrong Jalen. Um, he was talking about the run game, how it being poor, and I was like, yeah, it was. I think we kind of went away from it because they were giving us that Hyatt pass, and it's – you get nine yards that way, take it every time. And it's just an like Hoppe yeah. said, that's an extension of a run game, even though yeah. we're not getting rush yards for well, it. It's it's a low risk pass too. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you're not throwing it up. You know, if he's if he's open, he's open. That's that's the same thing as running the ball. Yeah, um, yeah, the running game. I mean, it's not like they gave up on it. Um, Jalen Wright had nine carries, forty seven yards. Hooker carried the ball fifteen times, forty seven yards. Jabari Small, 10 carries, 18 yards, and Jalen Hyatt had a rush for no yeah, yards. So, they the ran the ball 35 times, and they threw the football 42. So, it was there's it was quite balanced. a bit of balance there. Want. But they just weren't as successful running the football. Um, and they Well, I mean, you had two, two rushes that were half yards because you came up a half yard short on some passes. Right. It's – I mean, that kills your average. Yeah. But overall, they needed to run it better. But – Yeah, they averaged uh, 2.6 yards per carry. That's not good enough. That's Mm-mm. just not good enough. I mean, um, Pitt's defense was good, though, I thought. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they, played they had well. a pretty good defense. Pitt's solid, like Day-Day said. They're solid up front. Uh, front seven's pretty good. God, they turned into a mash unit there at the end of the game. 
Yeah. Uh, the pit fan next to me was like, God, who in the world's our trainer? What has he been doing all offseason? I just think <laughs> Tennessee, we, Tennessee felt physical. last year, though. I mean, last year we came in that game down starting running back, lost the backup running back, lost starting quarterback, you know, didn't have half the line. So I see no excuses. Well, why can't we use that last year? Yeah, I mean, we could. That's that's <laughs> that's the game of football. You're not going to yeah. be fully healthy. Yeah, everybody – we said that a couple of weeks ago. Like, everybody in football is going to have injuries. It's just how you yeah. deal with them. But um, glad to finally go to a road game and get a win and drive back a winner. <laughs> that was nice. That was great. So, um, and went to the um, – while we were up there on Friday night, went to the Cardinals-Pirates game at PNC Park. Um, Albert Pujols batted a couple times. He grounded out twice in kind of high-leverage situations, but the uh, Pirates won that game 8-2. to two. Thomas was – he was a big Cardinals fan. He was devastated at the loss. He couldn't Terrible. even stay for the end of it. But uh, that, that baseball stadium is really cool there on the river, downtown in the background. Uh, there was nobody there, but I think there was more Tennessee fans – in the park than there was Pirates fans, which was crazy. Um, yeah. Several VOLS chants. It's great to be a Tennessee Vol chants broke out multiple times. I'm sure everybody saw that on Twitter, but that was pretty cool. But That was cool. Um, good trip to Pittsburgh. Uh, don't know if Tennessee will ever go back up there. Maybe they will one day, but uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good trip, and – Nice win for the Vols, who are now 15th in the AP poll and what, 16th in the coaches' poll, is that right? Yeah. I didn't see that coming this early, uh-uh. even after a pit win. Uh-uh. They uh, Apparently, we got the eighth best chance to win a national championship. This that is nuts. I saw that. And uh, Hendon Hooker has the sixth best chance of being uh-huh. the Heisman Trophy winner. I need everybody to calm down on that, man. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> We just need to beat Florida in a couple weeks. Yeah. But yeah, you you beat Florida, we can start talking a little bit here and there. But yeah, um, Florida, Tennessee in two weeks. But this weekend we got Akron. They lost to Michigan State. I think what fifty two to nothing. Yeah. Uh, this past Saturday, Tennessee is fifty point favorites. That's crazy. It's insane. I don't. I hope that game's not on our pick sheet, Big Montana. I'm sure it will be. Take the points. If it's over 42, take the points. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, there's been some Bama games on there before that have been – Bama and Clemson, I think, have been on there before, and it's been really high. Yeah, because they keep scheduling Mercer and Furman. Yeah, Furman, Wofford, Mercer. Yeah. I think that – I think Tennessee's schedule this year, when you look at it, it's – you've got Ball State, tough game in Pitt, Akron – and Florida, so you got two big games sandwiched with two exhibition games, pretty much. So, yeah, um, is there is there a bye week after Florida? Bye week LSU after Florida. No? Yes. Yeah, they're off before we go to LSU. Nice. So, um, yeah, that that's a, and then you go to LSU, and then Alabama's here, so it gives them a little bit of a break before, um, before. Um, LSU and Bama. Um, Gators in two weeks, 3.30. What do you think? Good time? Night game? I like the 3.30 Preferred start. Preferred a night game? I like the 3.30 uh, game. I prefer a night game just because my son's playing football 
that morning or that day at one thirty. So could I see that have any pregame festivities. Um, but That'd be a good thing for yeah, Denise. Maybe. Yeah, um, I got I got that out of the way. So no more. Good, no good, more. good. The people uh, behind you are going to love man, it. I, I I don't really like noon games unless it's like Akron or something like that. Um, I think it takes away from game day. Um, but I'm fired up. I think yeah, I'm excited gonna, about it. Um, the balls are going to bring something to the table. The game this weekend is going to. I've got a lot of family coming to town. Um, so I day day I will be in the skybox. So I know, I know. You knew, you knew that. Uh, uh, um, you selling so, your tickets? Uh, no, there'll be somebody in our seats. Yeah, um, brother, our NASCAR analyst, brother yes. Walker, will be in our seats. Na- NASCAR analyst, section Y Y NASCAR analyst, Josh. Walker will be in the uh, seats this weekend. Big Montana is entertaining some clients, and I'll be up in the box with family and friends. So uh, we're taking this weekend off from Z11, but I'm sure we'll be back for the Florida game. I can't. Where where are my seats at? Z12, Z10. Uh, yes, I think you're just right next to. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right next door today. We can get a Petro. Okay. Yeah. He'll Sounds be a little good. bit higher up than you. If your but... tooth's better. Yeah, yeah, he'll be. have to eat something soft. Yeah. <laughs> on... They still have dipping dots there. I think Ooh. so. <laughs> At Tennessee games? Yeah, I think so. I don't know I if they know do that. or not. We get him a, a ice cream sandwich or something that he can nibble yeah, on. Need some soft serve. Soft serve ice cream or hey. can't eat a hot dog or Petro. He could eat a Petro without the uh yep. the corn chips. <laughs> Just eat <laughs> swallow the chili. <laughs> So basically, well, you could get, you let, let the corn chips get soggy. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 let yeah. It mix it like up, a, let it sit there for a few minutes. Soggy, baby. Oh yeah, it'll just slide oh, right geez. down. You won't even have to chew. Well, it's cold outside right now. If you haven't been out there, it's a little bit nippy. Yeah, out there. it's chilly. Ronnie Ron, like Neese is rubbing his shoulders. My dad would be turn the heat. He's probably turning the heat on tonight. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I still got the air on here, so you won't have your heat on till like December. 30th. I have a rule in my house. I don't turn the heat on until after November. If it's cold in October, I ain't turning it on. I'll just put a sweatshirt on or an extra blanket on the bed. Or I'll sl- get on the couch in a sleeping bag. I don't care. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I, I never will, and I'm not going to start. So. That's probably why you had that pipe burst in your kitchen. Froze up. Probably. Well, that, was in the su- <laughs> that was in the summer. So, But it probably led to it. <laughs> Uh, real quick, SEC. Uh, what happened to Texas A&M? They're frauds. Frauds, posers. I'll tell you what, boys. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. I don't think Texas is that good. I don't think Alabama is either. Alabama's got some flaws. That's for sure. They got a bunch of holes. No, they do. The only team, the only team in America right now that I think is head and shoulders better than anybody else is Georgia. Unfortunately. Followed by Ohio State and followed by maybe Michigan. Yeah, um, yeah, Georgia. I mean, I, I, they only won thirty-three to nothing, but they're just dominant right now. So yeah, yeah that, um, that was. I, I don't know how long their starters played, but it. Yeah, uh, they just toyed with them from what I was watching. Yeah, yeah I didn't see any of it, but um, Vandy came back down to earth. They lost to Wake Forest by twenty. Um, Trying to find some scores here. Arkansas, impressive win, 44-30. Uh, 
Now I'm gonna preface this. I did not see any of these games because we were tailgating. Arkansas dominated them. And Shane Beamer yeah. cried about it basically. I saw he got excited about another yeah. stop or something when he was down like two or three scores. So yes. what is it up was, with that? It was it was like they, you know, won the national championship after you know getting a third down stop. Um big win for Kentucky. Yep. I mean, it's a big win for him. I just think Florida was way overrated. Yeah. Well, they got Utah, way, they, they jumped too high after that win. I can't believe they jumped to 12th last week. That was crazy. Utah isn't that good. Florida isn't that good. And Kentucky ain't that good. I, I think Utah is good in their conference because they don't have to be overly athletic. Right. To win. But and in the that's why Florida things. beat them. They were more athletic. Somebody tweeted, let's all calm down before we name Richardson or whatever the quarterback's name is, the next coming Messiah against a defense that, that let Oregon State put up 42 points last year. Exactly. So, that's how I feel about it. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Mississippi State. They played a SEC after dark this week, 39-17. At Arizona, I definitely did not see that game. I took – I watched – I fell asleep to it. <laughs> it was I actually a pretty good game for a while. I snorted some BC powder, like <laughs> did a line like Davenport used to do back in the day. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I did take BC powder and ibuprofen because I had the worst headache. It was awful. It was one of the worst I've ever had. But uh, it just means I laid it on the line this weekend for the Vols, by God. And yep. uh, I really wanted that game, like. I don't know why it was something about like I just wanted to win that game so bad. But we haven't won a game like that. I mean, clearly since like yeah. 2003, I think I mean, is what the stat was. But it top, wasn't like they were an amazing team, but we still haven't won a game like that in a long time. I just thought it was a good litmus test for this team and it was kind of showed where the program was at. And even though they they were sloppy, they didn't look great, they still won. And I think that shows a lot about the program right now is they found a way to win and um i mean i know some of these guys that are contributing weren't brought in by hopple but he's done a lot with those guys i mean they've been here that you can say that with a lot of coaches you know but any coach that yeah like hooker is not this guy under the old regime i I don't care what anybody says no he's not not this efficient i mean He's totally different. And then, I mean, Tillman, do we need to say anything more? He had, like, what, eight yards in his career? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think he had one spectacular catch. It's probably more than eight yards. I mean, he had a really nice catch. I remember it was, like, over the middle. He dove for it. And that was it. That's all he had ever done. Yeah. it. Uh, I mean, it's just been crazy to see some of these guys – contribute that you just didn't see coming two years ago but um anyways that was a big win for the Vols I'm excited about where this program's going we just got to beat Florida in two weeks we have to beat Florida this is like a must win it is a must win game I hate to say I don't like doing that but I think it's a must win it's one that for all the good vibes you've created like from last year, I'm talking about into this year, you lose that game. Unfortunately, you lose 70% of the fan base, I would say. Yep. And it's just like same old, same old. That's going to be the vibe. 
Yeah, and the momentum that you carry if you win that game into a bye week and then you're at LSU, there's going to be a bunch of Tennessee fans down there at that game. Um, it's just a huge game in two weeks. I hate to jump ahead because they've still got a game this weekend, um, but I'm sorry. If you're a 50-point favorite, you shouldn't have to worry about a team like that. Right. So, and so far, eyes, his teams don't overlook the little guys because I think mm -mm. – they use it as practice one, but they also see it as stats. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say it. They see it as a way to pad some stats. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, but that'll be a, a big big couple of weeks coming up for Tennessee leading in that, that game. I think all three of us – I'll throw Gavin in there even though he couldn't make it tonight, but I think that'll be what everybody's focusing on uh, the next two weeks. I know um, some people were – complaining i guess but talking about it on twitter today i saw it coming back uh yesterday somebody had already put it out i don't know if it's official or not but i think they're talking about doing checker kneeling uh for the florida game which they should i mean i don't know yeah. get the hate for that all right oh go ahead here's the thing athletic directors should listen to the fans when it comes to stuff like this if the fans want it do it it has nothing to do with anything financially it's going to sell merch because people are going to go out and buy a white T-shirt mm -hmm. or a white polo because nobody has one for the most part. So it's a great thing. The VOLS, great thing. Like mm -hmm. That's when you listen to your fans. You don't listen to your fans when it comes time to firing somebody or anything like that, although you should sometimes, especially whenever a coach loses to Vanderbilt and has a chance to go to the uh, Sugar Bowl. But anyway, <laughs> um, but this is a good thing. Everybody shut up. No, if you don't I, want to participate, don't participate. We're great. Yeah. yeah. Now, I got, like, this guy just got ultra butt hurt because all I said was, oh, I'm tired of it. I didn't say don't do it. You know, I just tweeted, yeah. okay, I, I'm tired of it, you know. And because the last few times it has probably had the biggest negative connotation with the Ole Miss game. But the last few times we've done it, it's like, people aren't participating and they're photoshopping it to make it look better than what it was in like to right. the Oklahoma game. Beautiful. That was amazing. Loved it. Yep. The Florida game was awesome, but uh, what we did it in the Georgia game one time, I believe. Yeah. Twice. Right? Twice in 2015. I, I feel like those, they didn't look like what my background picture looks but like, no, it was just, it was like no. a half effort. Yeah. I, and But, I mean, I'm going to wear my color. It's just I can be tired of something and still do it. I think it we're – Like Montana I, said, it doesn't hurt anything either way. I think our section's white. I looked it yeah, up yesterday on the ride back. Where's my so white shirt? I'll have to break out my old uh, Adidas – white Adidas polo. My I was white, like, I'm not my buying white shirt a white Nike. That Pittsburgh game. Um. Yeah, I saw that coming back, and I was telling Thomas and Patrick about it, and uh, we looked up uh, the sections, and Thomas was pissed because he's in in the uh, his shirt white. is white, and ours is white, and it was white last year in YY eight. So I'm assuming yeah. they do they rotate that. I don't know how don't they work that. I don't know. You think they would so people can wear different stuff, but maybe they don't. I don't know. I, don't I did know. tweet Danny White and ask him if we could do yellow mustard yellow. <laughs> we'll see we'll see what we get 
Let's just, just not throw mustard on the field this time when we do this. <laughs> yeah. Not let's get anything. some better calls. I mean. Yeah. Let's get the calls for once. Like, let's just – I don't even care about getting better calls. Let's just hold these people accountable when they mess up. I mean, everybody else is in their professions. Why can't they be? Right. True. That's what I don't understand. Well, and we don't know that they're not – um, but, but because they never tell us that they're not, I mean, they may get disciplined internally by not getting a high profile game, they may have to take a week off. I don't know how that That's works true. sometimes. We just don't know because uh, officials, umpires, referees, and they're uh, and they've gotten a little bit better about this, like the offices and the, the guys over them about saying that what happened was wrong or they'll justify a call, whatever. They have gotten a little bit better with that, especially with social media, but they um, they really don't have to answer questions after you go, like, why did you make that call? That's yeah. never – in the public can ask a coach and a player why they did this, why they did that, but referees and officials don't have to answer that. So we don't know as fans that – you know, what happened to them. They may have been disciplined internally, lost, you know, a game check or got demoted or whatever it may be. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But it is hard to say anything differently because we don't know and nothing's ever said. So that's what stinks about it. Transparency. There we go. Yes. We want some transparency. All right. Well, these fellas are busy tonight. Well, Big Montana's busy. Yeah, Big Montana's busy. Day Day's hurt. I'm just going to go get some ore gel. And I probably need to be on vocal rest, but instead (laughs) I'm here doing this because I've got a game Friday night. um, Or who was the who was the commentator last night on Sunday Night Football? It was Chris Collinsworth, and I I was watching the game. I was like, well, good grief, that's what I sound like because I sounded (laughs) exactly like him last night. Ricola. Yeah, he. Somebody. I saw several people say it looked like he may been. I had a little bit too much fun on Saturday night, but I think it's just go like I heard several you people may watch the there. Tennessee game. Yeah. I mean, maybe he yelled at the TV while he was watching the Tennessee <laughs> game. Um no, oh, I didn't holds. I didn't help myself by yelling as much as I did, but I can't. It's like when I walk in that stadium, it's like a light switch goes off. I just can't oh, yeah, turn you, it off. You Walking into work, baby. Walking into work. Lunch pal cannot, I cannot turn it off, but we had a fun time looking forward to the LSU game, traveling down there in a few weeks, but we got to take care of business next couple of weeks. So, closing thoughts, start with Big Montana. 10-2, uh, and two, still intact. Um, here we go, boys. Buckle up. It's football time. Big couple of weeks coming up. It's going to be a big couple of weeks. Um, all gas, no brakes. I'm ready. That's right. Day-day ball. Go take – care of business with Akron don't you know don't mess around just beat them do what you're supposed to do get your starters out by halftime let them get their little stats here and there <laughs> and I mean it's it's the difference between eight and four or the possibility of 10 wins on that Florida game yeah no, you're right um it's a big yeah, game that's why that's why I say it's a must win. I hate again, I hate to say that because I do really, hate saying that too, but it is. It is a must win. I mean, really, when you look at it, it's not a must win because you can still go to a bowl game without winning that game. Sure. But it's just because we've lost to him so much and we're playing at home. Well, 
we look like the better team and the better yeah. program currently. You have more depth. By the time they get to us, I think they've already lost their middle linebacker for quite a few games. Who do, who do biggest, they play? Uh, South they play Florida. Some, yeah, nobody. But, like, your biggest hurdle in that game is Richardson. Don't let him beat you. Nope. That, that's all – that's what you got to not let happen. I think we move the ball on him well. Just don't let him dominate the game. Make him legs. beat make him beat you through the air because I think I mean that's what Saturday Kentucky did and he's pedestrian. Yep, exactly. He's a terrible thrower. Um, before we go, shout out. Um, I don't know if she listens to the show, but she's called in the show before. Chassie Griff, it's her birthday today while we're recording this. Happy birthday, Jackie! Happy birthday, baby! Day <laughs> Day doesn't know what we're doing, uh, but I'm just gonna go happy birthday. Yeah, there you go. Happy birthday. But she does listen to the show some. So, um, and um, shout out to Thomas and Patrick for going up to Pitt. Um, we did listen to the preview show on the way up there that we recorded two weeks ago. And uh, I think we got them hooked on the show, maybe yeah, two more yeah. listeners because they both said they hadn't listened to the show, but now they have because I made them listen to it. <laughs> um, so uh but they, they did say it was cool but um but yeah shout out to thomas for driving that wasn't an easy drive it's oh, I bet a, lot not. Of, a lot of mountains it's like what Pretty, nine hours uh it's a little over a little over seven okay. it's about eight after because we stopped to eat and go to the bathroom and um but pretty drive a lot of nice views in west virginia but uh, Pittsburgh, I've seen prettier cities. A lot of bridges. I was told by yeah, some I noticed that just by like people. <laughs> Big Montana's aunt tells me there's 446 bridges in the city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Apparently, think, they have like a bridge convention in like Pennsylvania. It's like covered bridges and like all kinds of bridges. I told her uh, I was going to fact check her, but I only got across five of the bridges. So. I don't really trust her on geographical or landmark things, but if it comes to like an insect or an animal, yeah. she's pretty much spot on. Yeah, I should have took a picture. There was some like giant grasshopper jumped on my leg yeah. during the game, and I flipped it off, like with my not flipped a bird at it, but I did flip it off of my leg. But I was like, crap, I should take a picture of that and send it to yeah. Sabrina so she can tell me what what uh, family of insect that is. Or even what it was. But anyways, all right, that's this week's show. Appreciate everybody listening. Hope everybody can make it out to the Akron game. If you are, we'll be in lot C8. Should be a big tailgate. My cousin Reagan from Auburn is skipping the Penn State at Auburn game to come to the Akron at Tennessee game. Why, I don't know. but That's a dumb move, but go for it. She just wants to hang out with her awesome cousin, negative niece, and big good, Montana. Good. That's all she's asking about. Is Zach going to be there? Is Boiling going to be there? Boiling. Yes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> we'll both be there. Um, but, yeah, um, big weekend coming up. Uh, my house will be invaded with family, family probably. So, But appreciate everybody listening. Uh, remember, you can find us um, wherever you get um, podcasts, Apple, Google, Listen Notes, Spotify, um, wherever you get those and you can watch us on youtube I, I have not posted the last two 
because I was having some issues uh, getting those uploaded. So I'm going to work on those this week when I when and if I get a chance to get the last two and then this one up. So there'll be three new ones coming that you can go back and watch on YouTube. This looks Section YY8 podcast. But appreciate Day Day Vol and Big Montana coming on and appreciate everybody listening. And we'll see you guys next week on the Section YY8 podcast.